Hey y'all, it's James here. I just want to jump in a little bit ahead of this episode and share something with you. It's been an extremely amazing process to get to run this game for everyone. And we're getting pretty close to our one year anniversary of actually putting out these podcasts. And so I've been thinking a lot about beginnings and the beginning of this Kingmaker story has been really interesting for me. I mean, I think it's a pretty standard like tabletop RPG sort of place or storytelling even to start a story with some sort of like catalytic moment, some sort Sort of baptism in fire. And in this case, for the players, it literally is a bit of a baptism in fire. And this episode deals a little bit more with the, the fire in the building. I think it's such an interesting way, though, in storytelling, especially in the storytelling that's really prevalent in role-playing games, to give characters this sort of harrowing experience that brings them together. And what I will say, and I don't want to give too much away, is these next handful of episodes really have some amazing things in them. Now, I have the benefit here of having played, recorded, and and, and sort of looked ahead, but I want to ask all of you, the listeners, to try to keep that in mind for the next few, because for me, it's been such an interesting process to see these characters go from, and I think we talked about it a little bit in the show, folks who maybe have a couple of superficial um, you know, interests, and in some cases, maybe some even superficial differences. But as the players have been working with it at the table, and as Paizo has set up and released this really awesome adventure, it's super interesting to see how this segment, which is a pretty traditional adventure in terms of like, there's rooms, it's a little linear at lower levels, creates this moment to bond the characters together to sort of forge them into this adventuring party that will then be set out into the open world of Kingmaker. Now, of course, what makes this interesting is that it isn't a perfect process. What's being forged here is pretty unique to the players and is pretty unique to the die rolls that we make and the story that emerges from it. But I'm just so excited to finish forging this sword before we draw it out from the stone and plunge it right into the stolen lands and our story of Kingmaker. And in case it hasn't been obvious, I've got a lot of King Arthur stuff on the mind. I've been reading the Once in Future King sort of while prepping this, trying to get in the headspace of those characters and stories. And that's a lot more whimsical, at least especially in the Sword in the Stone segment of that book, than this has been here. But it's been a real joy for me to think about the beginnings of stories, the where characters start, and to get to share this story with all of you. So thank you so much. I really hope you enjoy the next few episodes, and I really hope you enjoy this one. Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So Jared just pointed out something really noteworthy. And I remember when we were recording first season, we had people ask like, hey, I am curious what the actual like builds of the characters are. And at this point, I think we've said a lot of things and referenced it here and there, but I'm not sure we've actually done like a little breakdown. So let's do let's do the roll table equivalent of like a mediocre corporate uh, icebreaker. And let's go around and let's introduce your characters and let's let's talk for a second about their build. And then tell me something about your inspiration for the character that you don't think we'd know. Okay. <laughs> hmm. It's just like work. No one wants to go first. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Icebreakers. I'll go first. Uh, Lucky Lachance is the character's name. Okay. Uh, Beastkin. Okay. Which we talked about a little bit in passing. Yeah, because I, I made a cat folk joke. And you're like, not a cat folk, Beastkin? Yeah, I'm not a cat folk. Just cat-ish at mm-hmm. times. Is Beast folk a, an ancestry or a versatile ancestry placed on top of another one? It's human. Got it. Ancestry uh, variant. Cool. So. Um, and they have like a hybrid form. So they're like between mm-hmm. forms of like their, their animalistic form and their, their humanoid form or okay. their human ancestry form. And then I also have, he turned into a tabby cat in the third, second or third episode. Yeah. That's part of his heritage. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, feet. Heritage tabby. Called a critter shape. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so it, like my animal chosen animal is a cat wonderful ish i love that and Fun. and so that's all part of the build and he's a mastermind rogue which really hasn't come into play too much the mastermind part at least because i've had a lot of opportunities to flank and tr- mm-hmm. tripped people i don't really have to <laughs> create an advantage for myself so first level combat is very basic yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's been great though it's and I, I'm, i'll be glad to have that later i'm sure and when there's like more more people in less confined space and well and, and all I, sorts of stuff. I've mentioned this off air, but like when we get to the sandbox portion, which is most of the campaign, there's lots of abilities for you to find yourself in environments in which like it's not a fair fight and you're gonna win handily or lose. And so I think like even the ability for you to kind of get an idea of me like I should the fact that I can't identify that means it's probably like the fact that you'd be good at recalling knowledge and identifying creatures, mm-hmm. learning stuff is gonna be a great chance for you to have some like, hey folks, so uh, I don't know what that creature is, but we can't hit it properly. Yeah, yeah. Mastermind Rogue. So I have three uh, skills mm. that are untrained at first level. Jesus. So all but three I'm trained in. Wow. That's so cool. It's you are very crazy. smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah for very sure. diverse uh, skill set. And now what's something about your character's inspiration that we might not have guessed? Oh, I was thinking that was my thing. Oh, oh no, um, I like that. that no, that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, I think we talked a little bit. He's a mastermind. So he has a little bit of academia interest. I think we might've talked about this before, but I think there's some wanting to make some sort of academic mark on the world at large. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Trent, we're we're doing you next. Well, uh, Biff is a kobold fighter. No Uh, surname. Right. He's just Biff. Uh, kobolds are like kind of related to dragon kin and Mm -hmm. dragons generally, I think. Uh, but they, they certainly claim to be right. Um, but they aren't, they're very sort of group oriented, meaning that they gravitate toward powerful mm-hmm. people or groups and just sort of try to acclimate to them. Like, Hey, we'll follow along and help out. Um, but they will very quickly just kind of leave and switch allegiances based on whoever they deem is sort of strongest and best at the moment. Uh, which is what I love about kobolds. You know, they're realistic. <laughs> Um, I went fighter with Biff because I really want to, uh, attach him during the campaign to whatever makes the most sense. And so fighter is like a blank slate that you can build anything from. So that's kind of where I went with that. Especially in Tui. Yeah. Yeah. Tui fighters are awesome. I think you're seeing some of that now. Right. Kobolds like dragons. They have a color. They do, and they uh, 
and color changes. I know this is sort of something that's going to be changing no, no, or has all, changed. So all the color dragons will still be in play. They're just going to be focusing, like whereas older Pathfinder taking a lot from the like, Dungeons and Dragons emphasis featured, like focused a lot on the metallic and chromatic dragons. Right. Those still exist in the world, but what the Paizo designers have said is they're really interested in stepping forward towards those still being in the world, but really let in dragons leading in stories, focusing on dragons whose inspiration is not drawn from intrinsically element and good or evil, but on what is their source of connection to magic? Are they occult dragons, mm. arcane dragons, primal dragons, divine dragons? That's cool. It's That's so really fucking cool. cool. Um, and Biff is a green dragon, I believe. It's whatever the poison one is. Oh, okay, mm. cool. I know in, in Dungeons and Dragons, that's a black dragon, I think. I'll look it up. Uh, Draconic Exemplar Green. Oh, green. Yeah, yeah there perfect. you go. That's cool. Oh, that's right, because you said you have Biff as a green kobold. Yep, he is very dark green, I think. I like that. All right, Jane. Um, Ariadne Vex is a human Osamar, and she's a swashbuckler, which is really fun because I feel like it kind of gives you like license to just do crazy things like jump up on billiards tables and stuff like that, that just, I don't know. I feel like I just associate like swashbucklers with like a lot of flair and stuff like that, that just makes it fun to play. So, um, yeah, she <laughs> worships Caden Cleon, uh, which is basically the God of having a good time. Mm -hmm. And so, being nice and freeing slaves. And notably also being brave. Yes. And yeah, so I yeah. feel like some of the things she's tried to do have been around, like, just like, okay, well, even if it's scary, like you have to be brave and, so, um, yeah, that's a little bit, a little bit about her. Caden Kalian rocks. Jason, round us out here. Nikolai Medved uh, is the party cleric, which is pretty much my inspiration for doing it. Because mm -hmm. every, every party needs a healer. And I was like, oh, fucking get to play the cleric. That's awesome. So that's where a lot of it came from. Um, he is a human because I like to do like versatile human and get all those extra feats because it's fucking <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never a bad choice. Because you um, played Pathfinder first edition and feats are just like, oh, it's like a drug. And he's a Brevic noble, I think is something that we've all figured out. Um, oh yeah, your background. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much him. Did I miss anything? You're cleric of a rastal, yes, right? Of now, a rastal. are you war priest or cloistered cleric? Cloistered. Okay. And this, you don't have to reveal this if you don't want to, but what um what domain? Did you go with the healing? Oh domain. wow! Oh okay. wait, no, sorry. Nature. Nature. Domain. I make a lot of characters. Nature domain. <laughs> that checks out. Very, yeah. very arastal. All mm -hmm. right. Well, um, it, you may not have the healing domain, but you may need to be doing some of that here in a moment because we've got a reactive strike or an attack of opportunity coming in here from. You know what? I don't know if you'll ever get to learn this man's name, so I'm going to drop it just because it's a great sort of villainy name. All right, uh, Ari, you've jumped over the table, and as you're on your way to strike, none other than Nishkov the Knife. Oh, oh wow. Nishkov the tag. Knife. <laughs> it does sound it's like, like on his little, like, hello, yeah, I'm. It is. It's <laughs> like uh, why is he called Nishkov the Knife? Because he, he has knives. Because he's, he's got heavy. lots of knives. <laughs> and his name's Nishkov. <laughs> He does have a lot of knives. He does. And now we took some notes. We have your role because you had a really great yes. role. You're rushing over there. Yeah. So I see this Very rudely interrupted. Attack. Oh, that's that's really nice. Mm. 28 to hit. <laughs> that is a crit. Boom. Oh, no. 
Oh, max damage. Ten points of damage. Oh. Just damn, catches you right in the rib cage with that knife as you jump down off the table. So rude. Dang. So rude. All right, now you do have your attack. What was that roll to hit? Um, that was a twenty-four to hit. Uh, that is a hit. I thought you were about to say miss, and I was about to flip this microphone over. <laughs> yeah, I would have been real pissed. <laughs> Just straight through the window. I closed the door. And I believe that I said I'm using my confident finisher as well. Oh, So yeah. um, that's cool. Uh, da 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 Panache with the kukri. Panache kree. Uh, 19 points on this guy. Jesus <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so I accidentally went I actually went and looked it up. So if I have panache, I just get a plus two um, on damage. damage. But if I have if I do the confident finisher, I get that plus two in addition to my regular damage bonuses and then an additional two D six. Nice. Yeah. So damn. Guys are deadly. I mean it's it's a lot of economy doing that. Well, here's the thing, Jane. Uh-huh. Please describe your kill. Oh, <laughs> yes. She's like, she like jumps up on the table after she's just been like, good hit, Biff, and like runs towards this guy and goes to jump <laughs> down and he like stabs her and she's like, ah, and then like wheels around and just like stabs him back. Where? <laughs> In the throat. The throat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, that's a kill shot for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Boom. And he's down. Damn, I was going to question him. <laughs> just that, him. that was definitely the most violent death I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but also, right now, I'd, I would follow and she's you gonna to the be end like, of the earth. <laughs> she's like, can you just close the door before we all suffocate? Uh, Yeah, sure. Help us. <laughs> because, yeah, because we're still in the middle of this building being on fire. So that was two actions. You still technically have one action yeah, left. Yeah, so I'm Jane. going to uh, drink my healing potion because so Ari is down to two hit points, everybody. It is an action to get it out oh, to draw it. So you can draw the potion. Okay, I'm going to draw the potion out. All right. All right, Smoke's turn. All so we're down, down to... <laughs> so it's That's what you're hearing here, too, is this dude's throat gets cut. <laughs> That's true. Two turns until the gallery... Uh, where Tartuccio is, is filled with smoke. Four turns until the billiards room is full of smoke. Got it. Right Biff, on. it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to go over and uh, not close the door, but uh, get her. Be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Over. Let me uh, just make sure you're untied here. <sighs> She's gagged and tied. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I'm going to. Terrible. I'll do the gag first and be like, don't worry. I, I, got, I got you. She, As soon as it comes out, she just. Ah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem. My hands aren't tied as well if you're able to get those, please. Oh, yeah. No problem. I, I appreciate it greatly. Have you seen my... Oh, there it is. And she looks over and her giant scythe is leaned against the yeah, wall. Yeah, that thing is quite scary. Ari's going to be like, what happened to you? I was going for a walk at night. I don't sleep well. And I don't know. I woke up. Back of my head was pounding. They must have jumped uh, me. For some reason, I do feel like we're going to be talking about that later, but there is kind of an emergency situation at the moment. Yeah, is, everything is on fire. Is there something I can do to help? Yeah, if you can go help, help out fires. those fires, that'd be awesome. I'll go with you. Um, Thank you, both of you. Oh, hell yeah. These guys suck. It was mostly her, to be honest. No, you got that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I appreciate it greatly. Um, Thank you. And so she's going to get up. That's sort of, I'm going to say the rest of your turn to sort of free her, cut a couple of things off. Like the hands, the feet, the gag, all that takes a minute. Um, all right, Nishkov the knife, dead. Pull that off the initiative tracker. Lucky. Let's firefight. 
the l- l- lucky the chance. We'll go to the room on the other side of the hallway from where I was. Yeah, so you go to that final. We call it the we call it the left, but it's the southeastern one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you run into there. That room's on fire. <gasps> I rolled another nineteen for twenty-five. You. Hey. That's two in that room. Nice. So you got one again. Lucky is a firefighter. If you again, it's totally out. You know. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen, <laughs> but. But a seventeen. All right, that's three towards that room being out. Now give me a basic reflex save. Fourteen. Uh, you fail, but you take one point of damage, which you don't take because of that potion you drank. Nice. Great. All right, that's your turn, Nikolai. You're in this room with the uh, the statue of the. Did I say elf? Half elf? Dwarf? Half elf? You said. I don't think it's a dwarf. No. No. Cat folk. Thought you said it was a dwarf for some reason. Could be anything. I think he said half elf. Khajiit. Thought he said dwarf lady. <laughs> uh, it is. Oh, that's the gallery. Look, there's a lot going on. You're, you are all in so many different rooms. A marble statue of an armored half-elf woman, half elf. one hand clutching a heavy shield, the other clenched into a fist over her heart. There's a recall knowledge if you want to make a religion check. What's that bonus? Wait, do you have to use an action to do that? It's an action to recall knowledge if you want to. I'm waiting. I'm not. I wouldn't be able to put the fire out and come back out if I did a recall knowledge first. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to move into room number two. Okay. The one that you've been working on the for a little bit. one that I've been bit. working on. You're like, all right, you can learn. There's time for learning later. Yeah. That was not the time. Okay. Well. Is now the time for something else? Jason's checking the die, doing the math. 14. Nope. Yeah. And so I move back out. All right. Um, and you did restart your breath. Yes. You could breathe in the, the shrine room mm-hmm. is what we're just going to call it. Did I get to restart my breath in the gallery? Yes, you did. Okay. All right. Ari, what are you doing? Ari's drinking her healing potion. All right. Now, which kind of potion is that? Um, This is a healing potion minor. Okay. So that's what? 1d8, I believe? 1d8. Yeah. So I'll just do that. So I know we have the plug in the end, but while you're doing this math, I do want to say that, like, I was looking around throughout Sirenscape for a sound set with some burning, and, like, I love some of these, like, usually just, like, the, the backdrops of, like, mood are great. But when you can get the, like, sounds of things crashing and mm-hmm. being on fire, this one's actually from their Age of Ashes. This is when oh. uh, Cypress Point. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, not great, but better than nothing. So she is up a little bit, and then she's going to... Uh, so I want to. action? Yeah, I want to search the body of uh, this this big the boss knife. guy. Nishkiv yeah. the knife. Nishkiv the knife. All right, so... Uh, I'll say to search him is an action okay. and then take anything would be additional actions. All right. Uh, so wearing leather armor equipped in total, the illustration was accurate with six daggers. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and he Thanks does have blade. three red, uh, three bottles on him, like three sort of potions, red potions. Do I know what they are? You t- have to take time to figure that out. Okay. I'm going to snag all three of those. Okay, I'll say for an action, they're on like a bandolier. So I'll say okay. for an action, you can just like kind of grab the bandolier, like the belt and like throw it over your shoulder. Okay. And that's your turn. All right, smoke's turn. Um, one more turn and then the gallery is full of smoke. Three more turns and the billiards room full of smoke. Biff, your turn. I think Biff will uh, follow suit and take out and drink a potion as well. Okay, two actions. And uh, probably just go over 
to the billiard room door and close it. <laughs> Jethel's like, are we not going to fight oh, the fire? Yeah, we will. It's just, you know, there's smoke's kind of coming in and whatnot. I'll be fine. And Yeah, I, w- I won't, so. No, no, just, just shut the door after me. And so she's going to oh, stride, okay. and you will all see a shape, like long hair, almost like unhealthily thin, giant scythe silhouetted coming through the door into the hallway. It'll be her whole turn, I think, to get into that room. Although Jason's counting, she might be able to make it into one of the rooms and help. That's 45 to that door. It's okay. Three turns. She'll get to Lucky, the room you're at. And there's just like this visage, you know, long, oh, they dark hair, had a, scythe. They, they were, uh, kind of had a vibe at the dinner earlier. That's true. Bounce. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> This room's real high. It's getting hot in here. Please put out this fucking fire. Yeah, sparks are flying. All right, so she shows up and she just sees you. How can I help? And yep. she's talking. If you talk, you will lose turns. <laughs> smoke. I'll, I will, I'll say something. I'll just say, head across the hall. Put the fire out. Excellent. <laughs> so I lose two. Yep. Okay. You lose an extra round in addition to the one that you took last time. Right, right. Okay. Excellent. So, and so she'll, she'll do that. She'll head over there Three. and start working on that room. All right. Lucky. All right. I'm going to try this last one to get this one out. Yeah. So here she is, just inhaling smoke, talking to you. You're standing in a fire, like, well, you gotta look cool. Yeah. I mean, I can take some damage, quote-unquote. Uh, 11. Nope. Uh, 20. All right. That room is out. Nice. And the window is still intact. Smoke so how many out. fires uh, do we have left? Two? Two. Can yeah. I break that window f- with my last action? action? Yeah. Okay. You just chuck something, like one of the pieces of wood that you, like, pull away. Like, yeah, yeah, just, just huck through it. Through the window. That's it. Yeah. And now for like what it's worth, the windows do have like bars over them, but you just break the glass and the vents kind of start Great. Uh, working on that. All right. That makes it Nikolai's turn. Go in the room. Go in the room. You got Try this. Try to put a fire out. Natural 20. Hey, look at that. All right. Motherfucking 20. Three extinguish points on that room. Three. And there was already yeah, one. There was so one. How many okay. are there total? Three total. Three total. Yeah, because there was one. You just put two okay. on it. It's almost out. If you can get it. Yeah, I'm going to get it. Just go for it. Trust in a rascal. Nope. <laughs> oh no! Give me a re- basic reflex save. All right. What's the worst that could happen? One. Okay, you'll take six points of damage. Okay. That's the worst that could happen. <sighs> Did you say one? I rolled a one. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, so you know what? Critical. Oh. Yeah. Um, that too. It's a one. How many did you say? Is, uh, six total, because he took double damage. I'd be hurting. All right, Ari. Ari is going to stand up. She's going to walk back into the gallery. You were already sort of like standing crouching. I was already standing yeah. up. Oh, that's true. I was already up. She's going to walk into the gallery. Uh, that's one. Would closing the door be another? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like standing in the room. It gets closed again. <laughs> but if you close the door if you close the door between the gallery and the main hallway that the smoke's coming in, that will protect both rooms. Okay. Um, she is going to close the... Well, these fires are pretty close to out. It's up to you. She wants to walk in here and be like, Tartuccio. Uh, yes. Why are you laying on the ground in here when there's a woman tied up in the room next door? A what? Yeah. And she's going to do like a, I want to do like a sense motive. No, Does he seem check. like he's. What's your bonus to perception? Uh, plus five. Um, you're gauging that he seems really surprised at hearing that someone was tied up in the other room. And he does seem like he's lying when he says, I. I, I, I just passed out from the smoke. He, he seems scared. Like, like he does seem like he's lying. I 
just passed out. I, I didn't have any choice. Did he happen to see that I just slaughtered these assassins in there? Yes. And she's going to be like, get out there and put the fires out, or I'm going to add you to the group. <laughs> I, I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way. God, you're such an asshole. I knew you <laughs> were a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, she's like, I know you're lying. And she just like is going to storm through here and then try to go help with. So you're going to leave that door open. I'm going to just close pilot. the door behind so, me. So that'll be your turn then is to get through that door and close it. Yeah. Okay. So you boom, shut the door. All right. Smoke's turn. These clocks are no longer relevant. All right. Biff, your turn. Uh, Biff will, he'll walk out into this room in here. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to hold Tartucky at Trident uh, points. Trident point. <laughs> yes. Points. Points. Uh, and just sort of prepare an action. Mm, excellent. excellent. Uh, that if he moves, he's going to attack. Him. Nice. Okay. My fearless leader has threatened him, and so I must stand by and protect I'm going to be really sad whenever somebody tougher than me comes along and Biff isn't calling me the fearless leader anymore. (laughs) Just gives you the cold shoulder. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Lucky LaChance. Lucky LaChance. All right. Back over to the other side of the hall. Where Jathal is. Yep. Yep. Um, She is... She has, had, she has one extinguish point on the room, and the flames are licking at her. She seems to have taken some damage. Perfect. Uh, acrobatics, let's go. <gasps> 16. All right, that's another extinguish point. You're at two in that room. Come on. Uh, math is hard. 22. All right, I was going to give you terrible math, but your math was hard. It's still quick. Terrible math. I could have been wrong, but I'm just going to own it now. It's close enough. It's yeah, over it, 20. It's over 20, but below 25. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a little more work. Now give me a reflex save as the fire in that room burns. Oh, bad again. 10. Uh, you'll take six points, Shit. so one point so of one fire point damage. one point of damage. All right, I got it. All right, Nikolai. Ah, singed me. I'll be continuing to put out a fire in this room. You're almost there. I'm almost there. Whoa. 18. And it's out. Woo-hoo. Nice. Good job. The window? Yeah, smash it. You got one action left. There's only one room with fire coming out. I'm going to move to the... To the shrine? Yeah. Yeah, the half-elf shrine room. So you go in there, oh, catch your breath. All right. Ariadne Vex. No, he's probably laying down for a like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dives through the door. Dives in. <laughs> like it's in a John Woo film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seeing these two in there fighting the fire, Lucky seems to be very well equipped for that. She's going to kind of like... <laughs> she's just going to stagger over to the door of the uh, shrine room. Uh-huh. And she's like still profusely bleeding out her side. And she goes, Nikolai, please, can you, can you help me? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> There's Sorry, three I just assa- got Irish all of a sudden. <laughs> Where the fuck have you been? Where the fuck have you been? been? Like, three assassins, they had, they had Jethal tied up and, and fucking Tartuccio's in the next, uh, anyway, uh, please, please. The, sure, sure. Uh, they hit her in the head that she was... We're what are you wanting and, me to do? I'm like, can you heal me? Sure. <laughs> We're still in combat time. Smoke's turn. Now you just you the fires your, are almost out. Were you holding your breath this whole time until you stepped into this room? No. Oh, so I need you as you walked down that hallway. Oh well, in the hallway, yeah, but in the shrine room now. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> well, she's not an out. idiot. She's not going to be like, I'm just going to breathe through all this she's smoke. She's 17. <laughs> in some level. I'm invincible. You're a bit of an idiot. I've explicitly said a couple times that she's a bit of an idiot. All right. No, I never said she's listeners. a bit of an idiot. <laughs> all right. Um, just said she's cocky AF. Biff, it's your turn. Uh, Biff will delay. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're holding dart too. I swear to God, <laughs> if you so much as move a single muscle, I will skewer you like a Sunday turkey. <laughs> That's a big kobold or whatever you grew up tradition. Yeah, yeah. Right. A, ske- a skewered Sunday. <laughs> Lucky, For now like Jfell is working yeah, with you. Yeah. Take a plus two on this check, okay. on your checks to extinguish the fire. That actually cool. sounds delicious. I could go for a Sunday. Can tartuchio. we just flash to Biff threatening Tartuccio like between everybody's <laughs> yeah, turn? Every time it's Biff's turn, we'll, we'll go back to that. Uh, 23 acrobatics. And you two put out the fire. Is that the last one? Yep. Say thanks. Uh, you okay? I'm, I'm a bit singed, but I'm fine. Your, your friends, they freed me. Uh, there was a few of the... Uh, mercenaries, whatever they were, the cutthroats that came in. I'd be tied up in the back room. Yeah, well, uh, I would have helped you myself, but uh, a little busy back here. No, you were... Just fighting just fire busy and stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. Obviously, this is important work. Starts doing push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even tired. <laughs> Steps out into the hallway. Excellent. Well, um, thank you. Lucky, right? Lucky, yeah. My lucky day. Oh, oh. Hey, <laughs> hot damn! Uh, that, makes of, that makes me think of the the three amigos, though. Isn't that lucky day? Isn't that one of the amigos? I, I don't know. Is. I don't know. That makes me old. That's all right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the. It's three. been a long, yeah, time, a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. Yes. All right, we're gonna kind of exit combat time here. What would you all like to do? You shatter that final window. I think she does. She, she just whips her side over. Yeah, yeah. Shh. Um, Let's check I, out this half elf. Am I getting healed? When you're ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> so ready. Can I even She's take still, 10 minutes uh, to treat medicine? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I have to. She's still so far down. So, Biff, you're just there for 10 You'll minutes. You'll be spinning I'm gonna be like, like a pig roast on the fields of Breville, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough to keep me all the way. Are you, are you keeping a list of biffisms? I have one HP. This is all okay. just right off right off the top. I know, um, but I want to hear some of these come back. <laughs> uh I think Ari would tell everybody she'd be like, We found Jethal Jethal and there was three assassins in there. One of them was like really badass. And then uh Biff is in the gallery right now because Tartushi was in there and he's definitely lying about like being unconscious in there. I don't know if he's just a coward or if he's actually in on it, but um, Biff is going to stab him with a trident if uh, he does anything, so don't worry. We should be fine. Cool. I hate that guy, so... Yeah, he really sucks. He's the worst. Um, Can can Lucky just kind of do a quick run-through of these rooms, make sure there wasn't anything unseen? <laughs> no, yeah. You take you take the ten minutes that um, Nikolai's treating uh, Ari and and when, any, anything of value has been pretty much destroyed by the fire. And okay. when Nikolai treats Ari, she's going to look at him and be like, thank you, seriously. No problem. I, it is a pleasure to help. Jethel sort of looks around. Um, are we all that's left? Are you injured? I'm fine. There are, she's a little injured, but... There are some guards through this door. It's barricaded, but it's through this door. They, uh, 
are holed up. Some of the other adventurers are in there too. We volunteered to come through here to uh, clear it. And Lady Jaramondi is apparently fighting giants in the dueling hall, which sounds great to me, actually. But oh God. Um. Okay. And she sort of like she's she's a sort of like a little shell shocked by all of this. So we just got ambushed in the middle of the night by all of these people and giants and ogres and oh fire I, I suppose it's good that it was not just me speaking of fire I need another 10 minutes okay <laughs> is anyone oh, self, yeah. is anyone going yeah. to relieve Biff or is Biff just tar- tied in there with Tartucci maybe I'll hold you over this fire and we'll have us some Tartucci fried bitchin bit <laughs> 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 more, more of a stretch on that one <laughs> Ari's going to go back in there and be like, Biff, how's it, how's oh, it going, buddy? I don't buddy? know why you're saying this. I appreciate that you helped. It's, you will never make it as a henchman if you save someone and then hold them at Wait a minute. Point. Wait a minute. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not a henchman. I am a squire. No, you're not. You're playing at it. Ari's going to come in and be like, shut up. Why are you lying about being passed out? Can I kill this guy? Give me an intimidation <laughs> One check. With a... Trent, you can assist if you'd like to with that. Can, can I kill this guy? Let Trent assist first, or it doesn't matter. You can keep yours. All right. Intimidate. You don't, you don't have to assist if you feel like you're going to be very bad at it. It's a 10. Well, so that's a critical failure. So minus one. Because <laughs> he's so not scared of my henchman. Yes. <laughs> Squire. <laughs> uh, okay. So that is a uh, 17. Okay. Um, I... May have played it up a little bit. I heard people attacking, and I used my excessive intelligence and wit to feign an injury here so that they would just think I was one of the others that they had killed. Anyone would have done just that. Really, you should be thanking me. The amount that I've done, the work that I've saved everyone, this is how intelligent people handle these situations. Anyone wouldn't have done that. We stopped them, but whatever. Ignorant fools, then. Okay, whatever. Um... For the record, these assassins didn't just come out of nowhere. Somebody hired them, so you better watch yourself. Uh, but stay out of our way. Goodbye. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> I've got a whip. You want me to flog him? I can't. He's not worth any more of our time. We I'm have to get to this dueling to sit hall. Sit here anymore. I'm, I'm leaving. Just get out of here. I'd be more than pleased. Hope to never see your face again. Girl, bye. <laughs> and he Ari's gonna trip him on his down. way out. <laughs> Roll, give me a roll. Acrobatics? Uh, nope. What kind Athletics. of roll? Athletics? It's a trip roll. 14. He jumps over it. Stupid. It's childish. You're a child. Mm, That's actually funny. childish. That you try to trip all the way out and he's yeah. like, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're childish. And then you guys are mocking each other as you walk out the door. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> he heads back down. You hear him. Let me in. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a guest of Lady Job Monday. Let me through these doors. Oh, man. What are you doing? I hate that guy. <laughs> he is the worst. Don't tell him about the secret knock. Yeah. Oh, of definitely course not. Let me out. <laughs> How else would I be talking if there was still smoke in here? No, I've put the fires out. I like oh, the idea that we're, just, we're all just standing there watching him, like, trying to get through the door. Fine. Then you do hear them open. Oh, They're like, no, that's definitely actually Tartuccio. <laughs> that's Tartuccio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're actually else. on the other side, like, do we want to? <laughs> uh, um, 
So, so you... yeah, let's make way right for the dueling hall. Oh, yeah, area. we don't know where that is still, right? It's vaguely to the west. west. We know. Okay. Now that you're out of combat, um, I do want to roll recall knowledge eventually on this. Yeah. What's your religion bonus? Seven. Okay. So I already well, I already rolled this one. I thought you were going to do it as an action, so I'm just going to carry that forward. Okay. Cool. So this room, you recognize it to be a small shrine to um, Milani. Oh. Do you know who that is? It used to be your deity, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Fox's that's deity, right. Yeah. We, we talked about this before. I was just reading about Milani in that last wall book. Oh, yeah. wasn't? Isn't she the deity of Lady Jarmondi? Oh, yeah. I think that yeah. was... Mm-hmm. Patron mm-hmm. deity, her, mm-hmm. her particular like mm-hmm. worship as well. Milani. Uh, yeah. She's a minor goddess uh, known as the Everbloom. Mm-hmm. Fights against oppression and unjust rule. Um, I will say... You don't really notice this, but you do pick it out as you come into this room here. Uh, you're sort of a little overwhelmed by everything, Nikolai, but Ari, you do notice that in this room, um, there is an odd, like, feeling of security and, like, peace in this room, even when the fire was still burning. I think this room is protected by something. There was no smoke in here, so that would make sense. That's nice. Can... And that's all, we can only feel the protection. We're not, like, getting stitched up while we stand here. Um, I mean, you, you might, anything, if you want to understand if there are any other properties of the room, that might be another religion check to, like, identify magic or something like that. I'll do one more without killing too much time. Okay. Go ahead and roll that for okay, me. Okay, cool. I don't know if identify magic is a secret, but I don't mind if you roll this open. Ooh, 21. Yeah, so you realize, um, that this room there is quite a bit of like, you're feeling quite a bit of divine juice here right now. And you don't think that it's the room itself being enchanted, but you feel that like there might actually be some small presence and awareness, some fraction of the like mental awareness of Milani focused on this room right oh. now. Okay. And were any of the Aldori's allies to spend at least a minute engaged in meditation or prayer to any non-evil deity you would be able to sort of like get in touch with that and connect with it for a second. Good to know. I don't think we have time for that, but... No, a, a minute. One, oh, minute. one minute. We okay. could, yeah, let's we do, could do one minute. I shall meditate for one minute. So Pray will Ari. To, uh, Erastal. And oh. is, you cut up a couple things pieces together. Um, Erastal is someone who Milani is like friends with. Yeah. Um, sees... She sees Arastal and Torag as like gods who support communities, which is mm-hmm. a big thing that she's a favor of. Give me a, what, what's your religion bonus, Jane? <laughs> Plus zero. Nice. So you wouldn't know this, but you don't know anything, but you could, you could pray to Caden Kalian. Yeah, and she's going to be like, oh my God, Caden Kalian, I'm trying really hard to be brave. There's been a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> like, Do you, you always know, pray out like, loud like that? Yeah. What? Don't, don't you? Anyway, and there's this one guy and he really sucks, but I wasn't going to, you know, like let him just get away with anything. And so I don't know, I guess he's not really in on it. But anyway, it's been like a really long night. All right. Anyone else going to pray or meditate in this room? No, Lucky's busy looking around, making sure there's nothing we missed. So what do you two do for the minute while these two are praying together? I want to go listen at that other door. To the south? Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll be doing that for a minute. And Biff, what about you? What are you going to do? Uh, Biff actually wants to go over to the body in the billiards room Okay, and take those three knives that were on him. There's six knives on him. Uh, all six knives? Okay. <laughs> he even had like a set of like crossed belts on his chest that held like three knives and sheaths per belt. Uh, yeah, can I take that 100%. whole thing too? Bandolier, what, what have um, you? 
And I think Jathal, as everyone kind of splits off, she just quietly walks back towards the Great Hall and leaves. Bye. Thank kind you. I was hoping she would help in the... Uh... All right. So someone grabs her Someone grab her pawn for me. She's gone. Skis. All right. The two of you pray. And while you do, I think, Nikolai, I, I almost imagine... Because you're from a noble family. You probably had, like, tutors at some point. And I imagine sort of history. You can almost hear the voice of one of your teachers while you're praying. Until the death of Arden in 4606, by Absalonian reckoning, of course, uh, the goddess Milani was simply one of the dozens of saints within the last Atlantis faith. Now, she was uh, seen as a beacon of hope to all those who fought against repressive regimes, giving courage to those who had uh, little but their desire to live a free life, like walks over to a different part of the room, chalkboard, like a slate, you know, a slate on the wall, and he's sort of making some notes down. Now, you see, the death of her patron, combined with the tremendous upheaval and suffering that followed his death, remember our lesson last week talking about the rise of the Churlish Empire and the wake and the fall of Arden's death, it gave her a focus and attracted many new followers to her sainthood. Now, those devoted to her found courage to organize the rebellions against the infernal takeovers from last week's conversation on the Churlish Empires. Now, she helped many of those outlying territories break free of its control. Now, of course, up here in Brevoy, we've always been far from the reaches of the Chalish Empires and barely even close to those of the original ones that <coughs> the Islanti Empire itself struck back to in the, under the reign of Lord Aradin. Now, these communities, they fought against slow slides into chaos and Work to restore people's hope that just a, go- a just and good society could be restored back in the image of the old country's ways. Now, she's never been as popular as Arden's other followers, such as Ioma Day, remember the Crusades from last month's lesson. Um, perhaps it's because the Inheritor, which you know is like a term for Ioma Day's mm-hmm. worship at that point, had already been firmly established before uh, their patron's passing. Now, it is of note that among some of the other connections, uh, <coughs> sorry, it is of note, though, that it is said that the Thia, uh, Thias, the herald of Caden Killian, still uses an ancient halberd borrowed from the Everbloom's arsenal, and it sort of comes back to you in that moment of that memory. As the two of you finish your moment of meditation and prayer, you become fully restored with vigor and energy as if you had rested for eight hours and made your daily preparations. Nice. Like <gasps> any spells or That's other single-day abilities. Oh, yeah. As this leaves, you feel the presence of Milani sort of leave from the room. And for a moment, she just reached out, touched both of you, and imbued you with just a little strength against this to help defend a house, you know, dedicated in her honor. Awesome. Fuck yeah. That's cool. Nothing, so you, there's nothing to see in this room, Lucky. Don't worry. Just. <laughs> so the and Ari's gonna really say that. Ari's gonna kind of like <laughs> wink at you and be like, "That was already ready to go fight some giants." Let's go fight some fucking giants. Okay, uh, Lucky, you're listening to that door in the south. You, while you're listening, you would have noticed that uh, there's a lot of valuable like art products in this gallery room. But we're talking like wall portraits, yeah, giant yeah. furniture. But it is pretty well. You know, he'd note retired. it. You know, if there's an opportunity, maybe we'll consider it. Take but, a uh, couch. A yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you don't hear anything through that door to the south, though. Okay. Think our way's clear this way. All right. Do you say to yourself? 
<laughs> yeah. No, there's Biff, Biff's nearby. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm, what? Oh, I was looking at these you can kick sick this, knives. You can kick this door open when you're ready. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All of you hear that down the hallway, which at this point is oh. starting to clear of smoke a little bit. She's going to yeah. look at Nicola and be like, I think we better go. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> the two of you hustle up just as the door is bouncing off the wall it's just ricocheting from while Lucky and Biff get a look I just got this I just got this vision of like Biff kicking the door and it hits the wall and slams back <laughs> slams back shut I feel like I'm gonna start doing like secret rolls and on like a fucking one it does just slam sure. slam back on your face he's walking through and it's yeah. just like <laughs> <laughs> it takes three points of damage I'm really waiting for one day when it's like a tavern and it's one of those like split doors where the bottom or the top can open separately <laughs> and, and just the bottom yeah. <laughs> and you kick it through and just the top hits you in the head I imagine you walking through and only your trident like <laughs> opening the door <laughs> oh alright fully restored that's cool I that yeah really feeling cool. good I will say that's when we're like I wish I could claim and I know you know don't tell people how the trick's done or the illusion don't tell people how the illusion dad it's, right. it's an illusion um <laughs> But I was reading through this, and that's something that's written in here. One, it's a really clever way to give players some hit points back and a long encounter. Yeah. This is also very clearly a one e structure thing. Because I'm yeah. thinking about the two e adventures. It's like yeah. one whole level's worth of XP with zero rests. Yep. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, that's all. Basically, that's chapter one of book three in Age of Ashes. That's that's chapter one of book one of Extinction Curse. Oh, and if you chain too many fights together, you'll probably die. Okay? Yeah. So get fucked. The first book of Sandpoint, or of um, Rise of the Rune Lords, is a little bit lengthy. Oh, yeah, with all the goblin fights. Yeah. But there's like some mellow, but you're right. It's not yeah. a lot of resting. Anyway. It's like, come out of combat, there's another one right there. Come yeah. out of combat, there's another one. But I thought that was, a, one, a cool way to handle it. And mm-hmm. two, I mean, all of you know that it's been sort of like a pet project of mine in my last year or two of GM and Galarian to try to make the gods feel more present in the world, like try to explain yeah. that connection. And so... That being written in there was dope. And the fact that there's this particular god is friendly with uh with Erastal, like straight up buddies with Caden Kalian, I just mm-hmm. thought was super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And references the fall of Arden, which I always think is super interesting when you yeah. talk about the history of Galarian. Totally. All right. So the door opens. If you two want to move your paw your, your figures down there, Lucky and Biff, what you see first is a slightly smoky room. Most is starting to dissipate, but there are some that belts up in here through the walls, and it's just full of wooden racks with various weapons and stands designed to hold suits of armor. Many of the weapon racks and armor are empty, um, but there are still several weapons and discarded armor pieces lying around the floor and in the room down there in the south. So the smoke here is barely an annoyance, and it's pretty obvious that like most looks like anything of value was taken out of this room. But if you look around, you can probably still find some stuff here. And if you want, I have another bullet-pointed list of what's in this room. Yes, please. Ella, Heaven, Daggers, five, Long Swords, ten, Spears, two, Glaives, one, Halberd, two, Battle Axe, six, Crossbows, one, Barrel containing 106 Crossbow Bolts, and three, Suits of Half-Light Armor. Wow. Ten, Suits of Chain Mail, three, Chain Shirts, five, Steel Shields. That's all there is. I didn't really think this through. <laughs> wow. You did good on the fly. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no bows or arrows? Um, Six Crossbows. Okay. Yeah, 11 Daggers, five Long Swords, and these are all, like, common things, so you're not going to walk out of here looking like a walking armory, but if any of you want to armor, armor up or arm up to most points, daggers, long swords, spears, glaives, halberds, battle axes, crossbows, bolts, 
half plate, which are already in, chain, chain shirts, and steel shields. I will say the only thing from a mechanical point of view, because we have some players who are newer to this, that. is that um, when you use shields, they can break. Now, if you ever enchant a shield, technically what you enchant is like the boss or like the main hardware, you can replace the wood parts that break. But if you are using shields to soak up attacks, having a backup shield is never a horrid idea mm -hmm. or a two-hand weapon to switch to when your shield breaks. That's why a lot of people love the like hand and a half weapons where you can shield and like bastard sword one hand, then if the yeah. shield breaks, be like, screw it, put it on the sword and wield it for extra damage. Uh, I am going to mm -hmm. go ahead and add three more daggers <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so how many? Six? I have 10 now. Yeah, yeah I already had one. <laughs> Yeah, you do have a high... Actually, your strength isn't crazy high. Yeah, um, I am at almost at the encumbered threshold, <laughs> but this is very important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just envisioning a combat where, like, um, I have to fight from a distance and I have really no way to do it other than just, like, throwing daggers repeatedly. I do also have a short bow with 40 arrows, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I like the daggers better. Mm-hmm. The daggers have a lot of utility. All right. Val um, did a lot of work with daggers. Yeah. Who? It, Val. Who? Val. Never, Never heard of her. <laughs> All right. Uh, so th this room had a door like on the northeastern wall that you came through. Um, the northwestern part of this room has another door leading back up north. that You could go through. Um... Yeah. That's what uh, we'll do. I think Biff we will should. very carefully open the door. Oh, my, interesting. I've, I may have hit my last yaw today. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't listen, you just open it, and it opens up into a large room with a floor of polished white tiles. I mean, this room's like 15 by 40 feet, give or take. And hanging from the walls of this room, various trophy heads. You see a stag with an impressive set of antlers, a large tusked boar, cranky looking oversized owl maybe a dire owl snarling wolf head two different types of reptilian monster heads all hanging up on this room and then a double set of double doors leading westward let's go anything valuable in here I, I, I appreciate the hustle um, <laughs> you look around you, you I mean maybe one of these heads, um, but you know, nothing else stands nothing out. Else? You're just going to carry a monster head Yeah, we do, you? like, you know? take the second to be like, do we take the monster head? I, I will say, hey. the things are, there is a forest drake and the head of a, does anyone have um, a high nature score? Mm -hmm. So you might recognize a tatzel worm, which is a human-sized snake with two arms and a dragon's head. Ah. This is kind of giving me the heebie-jeebies. Got my, my cousin's my cousin's heads up here on pikes. That's kind of grotesque. What's your what's your perception bonus, Trenton? Uh, plus five. So while you're looking while you're looking at that a little closer, you do see that there is something in that mouth. Oh yeah, covered just, in a little layer of dust. I just stick my hand in, and you pull my out a claw. It's um a long hollow like a, a dried out like bone like it looks like a long hollow proboscis. I got a oh, long a hollow shame. proboscis. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? Uh, well, someone want to give me an identify magic check? I can do an arcana. Arcana's totally fine. Am I rolling to you? 
No, you unroll this one. This may be a wand. 19? Yeah, so just barely on this, actually. This is a level four consumable item. Okay. Trent will actually recognize this from another game. Ooh. This is something called a Bloodseeker Beak. Oh, yeah, sick. These uh, things fuck. I think I know what this is. There's a so I've talked about it before, but I always like to talk about the design idea behind talismans. And I'll also note that they've said in the remaster they're reworking talismans to try to make them even a little more enticing because some of them can be very hit and miss and sort of like, if you have it, great, but you don't like go out of your way to use it. Right. That being said, one of the best non-remaster talismans in the game is the Bloodseeker Beak. The Bloodseeker Beak is a talisman, which is... Um, Sort of like scrolls for non-spellcasters. Any spellcasters can use it, but they're single-use magical items. And so this is a long hollow proboscis harvested from the notorious Bloodseeker beast, and it still drips a small trickle of blood. You affix this to a weapon, and you, when you activate the beak, you, which you can do um, as a trigger when you hit a flat-footed or off-guard creature with the weapon you've affixed it to, you deal an extra 1d4 precision damage on your roll. And if you sneak attack the creature, you also deal 1d4 persistent bleed. So it's a one-time use that with on a sneak attack can deal extra damage and cause a persistent bleed. Uh, it's nothing. I'll take it off your hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yep, no problem. It would take it takes 10 minutes to affix. So if you want to rest, you can and do it, but otherwise you won't have it going into this next room. That's fine. We can keep moving. We'll find some time. Yeah, let's go. All right, make note of that for yourself in your inventory, though, because yep. Bloodseeker Beaks. Fuck! All right, what are you doing to this door? What's going on here? Got two double doors going westward. You know what? Anybody else want to open a door today? I feel like I'm kind of taking all the doors. I thought you liked taking the doors. I really love taking the doors, <laughs> but I want to share the door wealth. When you, when you guys are talking... You hear in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it's fun, isn't it? It's not bad. Do you kick it open or do you just Yeah, practice? I kick it open. And the doors open up. The, the hinges need some oil. And you see a large recessed area sitting in the floor of an enormous chamber. Along the walls, racks with practice blades, stands holding suits of armor, padded lining, like padded armor lining the wall. Jane, you, you, you don't all move into the room yet. You're just oh, at the door. Okay. <laughs> now, throughout the room, bodies are littering the ah. floor. You see eight house guard bodies dead across the room. Cl Eleven bodies covered in black cloaks and armor scattered across the room. And as you see this room, like this room's big. Like the recessed dueling area alone is... 20 feet by it looks like 30 feet right and then the whole rest of the room is bigger than that and on the far side of the room on the west side of the room you see like two alcoves is sm a small word because they're like they're fucking 20 feet by 20 feet alcoves one to the north and one to the south now that northwestern one that northwestern alcove in it, you see Lady Jarmondi sword out, single-handedly taking on two frost giants. Now, uh -oh. they are somewhat smaller in stature, much like the one you fought just a couple of episodes ago. But she's single-handedly ting, ting, and it's almost like in slow motion you see her as the doors open, and like 
bam, one blow hits her down and she takes, she comes back up and these shots are coming in from them. Like one has a great spear, the other a massive hammer and she's, the blow's coming down and she's not meeting it directly. She's just ever so redirecting it, sliding up inside underneath the arm, running back behind them, following past the momentum, single-handedly fighting the two of them. They keep circling, fighting well, efficiently to flank her and they're uninjured couple of slashes here and there, but she's taking them both single-handedly. Even as you see her step back for a second, you can hear her mutter a word for a second, and her whole sword just becomes wreathed in fire. Holy shit. Her cloak, like, flaring out. At one point, she even grabs it and uses her cloak in her offhand to, like, grab the tip of a spear coming in and redirect it from her body, lunging back out, following it down as the other giant comes in and knocks her blade out of the way before it hits it. Uh, Arya looks at Biff and she's yeah. like, I love her. <laughs> Me too. You're the f- last week's flavor. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> now, right as this happens, you see a door in the southwestern alcove open up and you see four more black tier cutthroats enter the room as well as this woman. Oh, oh. you know what? <laughs> Talk wow. to me about what you see. Like Kate Winslet with an axe. And she's so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she's yeah, got red long hair. Uh, oh, wow. Rating six of ten. On the hair? Yeah, it's That's a Catherine little underwhelming. Sure. What's the. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it kind of oh, does look yeah. like Catherine Hunt. Uh, dope snarl. Yeah, yeah. very snarly. Um, like long kind of cloak situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, giant axe. Yep, real big axe. Wait, what's the movie? Armor? Is the armor underneath? Oh, yeah. That is oh, a like long a, oh. leather coat over a chainmail uh, like chain armor with clothes underneath. And it. kind yeah, of yeah. like a silk ribbon choker situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also has three teardrops, like the oh. the guy. Like Nishkov the knife. Nishkov the knife. Nishkov. Is the movie Misery, where like it's the woman who smashes ankles with a hammer, mm-hmm. that's very much the stance of her with this axe? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an ankle smashing stance. That's Honestly, an ankle cutting off stance. If she was in the movie Craft in the 90s, I would be like, yeah, she checks out. Mm-hmm. All right. So she le- steps into the room leading four more of the Black Tears. Is there anybody else who's an ally fighting anywhere? Or is it literally just dead. Lady Jermondi? It's just her. Oh, my God. It's the dog. And they, they step into the room and kind of begin to spread out there in the southwest. And you see Almond, you see Lady uh, Jarmandi, like see them, look back, and then see all of you over her shoulder. She calls out, she blocks one hit just in time. That's their leader. You take her out, I'll deal with these oafs. Oh, hell yeah. Tune in next week. Yes. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.